Welcome back, guys, to episode two of Electrical Week, our whole series on everything electrical you'd ever want to know, and probably more that you maybe didn't even know you were interested in about a kitchen remodel and electricity. And I've got with me my husband, uh, Larry Finan, my babe, as I call him. So, babe, thanks for coming back again for episode two. Hey, ladies. Hey, Camille. I'm excited to be back. I <laughs> really enjoyed the first episode we did, and I'm excited to share some more in our second one. Yeah. Um, what's your nickname for me? For you or for me? For me. You don't call me, you only call me Camille when I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> babe. I think you say babe too. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I think you both say babe. Or, um, or, I, or I call you my pocket Camille. Your pocket Camille. That's right. Yep. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about a GFCI. So first let's, the GFCI is that outlet. That's kind of the more square outlet with like the buttons on it that you sometimes have to push to like, kind of like reset an outlet in your kitchen. So we're going to have you describe what a GFCI is, the purpose of it, why just sometimes pushing the button doesn't matter. Does it work? Right? Like what's happening if that's sometimes they're installed incorrectly. Um, and then you're going to bring up a new thing, which is called an arc and, um, an arc GFCI or an arc AFCI. AFCI. Arc fault <laughs> like, circuit interrupter. Right. And the difference between a GFCI and an arc fault circuit, circuit interrupter. Interrupter. My God. Okay. Let's start with GFCI. Okay. So GFCIs. Uh, if you have an old home that does not have a grounded system, you probably will not see a GFCI in it. Although, uh, there are homes that you may purchase later on that were built a long time ago that somebody will stick a GFCI in and they'll turn it upside down. And that is to indicate that that GFCI is re really not grounded. So the only reason that GFCI is there is just to meet the code requirements, which means that it's basically nothing more than an outlet. Um, so GFCIs, why do you have GFCIs in your kitchen? Uh, GFCIs are, are considered ground fault circuit interrupters. Uh, the ground has to be connected all the way through the system. It has to sense a millivoltage on it. Um, millivolts is, or milliamps, I'm sorry, I misspoke, milliamps. So amps are the breakers that are provided from your panel that go through your house, the little mini rivers we talked about before. Um, and what it does is it senses if there's a disruption in the, in the flow of that little mini river. Like for example, if your mini river starts flooding in the house, uh, then that arc fault, then that or that ground fault is going to go ahead and trip because there's something wrong with the uh, the measurement of the milliamps. And it has little, it literally has a little tiny baby circuit board in there that measures how much amperage is being pulled across that uh, that ground fault circuit interrupter. Meaning, so it's protecting you from getting too much power to the outlet. Too much it's, power. Yes, yeah, so it's it's protecting what it's doing is it's protecting the circuit to prevent electricity going from the way it's supposed to work through through the uh, hot wire and the neutral wire and transmitting that same voltage and power down through the ground, which is your bare wire. I know a little confusing. I know. But what's to the to the consumer? What's the point of it? So it's technically not burning your house down. It's not letting too much power get past that outlet like it's protecting it like what is the it's basically point? it's basically preventing power from going back to the ground okay but it's, why do why would we care about that uh 
because if your appliances are grounded in appliances and you're getting power through the ground, if you touch like your toaster, you can electrocute yourself. <laughs> okay. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> That's the <laughs> answer you, I was looking thank for. for. Thank you for throwing me a good line on that one. Okay. So it's to protect you from um, electrocuting yeah. yourself. Right. <laughs> okay. I always thought of a GFCI as protecting you from water and electricity coming in. And it Where does. does water get into this system as well? Right. So if you get water in the outlet, that allows water, that allows your electricity to go just cattywampus. It goes anywhere it wants. It's like a free-for-all. And by closing that circuit, it causes power to basically collect in that circuit and create heat and then potentially start a fire. Okay. So explain to us how, like, if you if you plug in your toaster and then you plug in your blend, your blender and then it like pops the circuit, right? And it won't let you run one or the other or or your daughter's in the bathroom with the blow dryer on. This is like a classic one. She's like blow drying her hair and then all of a sudden the toaster won't work, right? It's like trip the GFCI or something's going on there. So explain that situation. So in most cases, it won't trip the GFCI, but what it'll do is it will trip the breaker back in your panel. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, is that you're drawing too much power. Remember, we we're talking about water when we push it through a hose and then you squeeze the sprayer and you can control how much electricity is going. Well, mm -hmm. that's what that breaker in that panel is doing is, is controlling how much electricity is able to, and this is a very simplified version of the, of the explanation, but it, what it's doing is controlling how much power is allowed to flow through those wires because those wires can only carry so much, so right. much power, just like a hose can only carry so much water. Yep. Um, so if you overload that by putting too many things on there that are they're demanding more power, drawing more power, it, it'll overheat the wires. So the purpose of that breaker back in the panel is that if it senses that it's too hot or if it senses there's a disruption in the electrical in the elect flow of electricity, it's supposed to turn itself off. And that prevents damage to the wires and damage to the people down at the at the far Downstream. end that are actually using it. <laughs> Downstream, yeah. One of the things that I always thought was interesting about GFCIs is like when the power is coming into your kitchen, so to, so to speak, right? And then it like, you know, outlets like wrap around the corner or they go along one long wall. Most people don't realize those outlets are attached to each other, right? They kind of see them as individual outlets, but actually a lot of the outlets are like a run of outlets, right? The power is coming in and it's like a series of little dams out into a field, right? If you can imagine 10 dams in a row, right? They're not individual little rivers they're still coming in from the main river and then each individual outlet is like taking a percentage of that power right off and so if you have a disruption in one of them it sometimes affects the outlets down river basically right the little dams down the line exactly and if there's a and if there's a problem with one of those little so if there's a problem with one of those little dams or in this case i'd like to i, I would prefer to use the term little spigots spigots for power Okay. If there's a problem with one of those little spigots, it prevents the other spigots down the line right. from working correctly. Yep. So that GFCI, if it's something that's in, that's impacting the elect, it's, if there's too much resistance on that outlet downstream from the GFCI, the GFCI will turn itself off. Mm -hmm. Right. Because and that's because it's preventing. So ladies, if you have an outlet that's constantly tripping, it's constantly going off and things are getting turned off and you're frustrated, you should be happy because that's an indicator that something's not right, right? That something's going on behind the walls that is not working adequately. 
Either too many outlets have been installed, they've been installed backwards, <laughs> upside down. They there's was never enough power to begin with, right? Coming into the house, like people definitely overload their house systems with demand, right, babe? I mean, that's oh, like absolutely. a whole other episode we could talk about, but power is not unlimited, right? Just like your gas tank has. I don't know what's what's normal 30 mile, 30 gallons in a gas tank babe I don't know 30 uh, my van's got like 25 and it okay, only, goes, 25. only goes 350 miles right like people think power is unlimited like you can just keep adding things solar panels pools jacuzzis outlets kitchens appliance bigger appliances um Tesla's like and it's just this unlimited reservoir of power and it's not every single house has a fixed amount on it period and most people a lot of people that do kitchen remodels will continue to upgrade and and add more demand to the power that it can actually do right and one of the signs is that your GFCIs keep tripping right or that breakers keep tripping it's because you're trying to pull too much power you're trying to run that van past 25 gallons and your tank is empty. And the difference is that when you keep trying to do that, you create resistance, which creates heat inside the walls of your house because your car just stops, right? It just stops. It won't turn on. It won't, it won't move. So that GFCI to me is like that first warning sign that something's not right and you need to look at it, right? You need to get somebody in there to actually fix it that knows what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. If you, so yeah, that's a great example. Cool. The ground okay. fault. And so let's talk a little bit about the a AFCIs. Good job. The man. difference. <laughs> yes, the AFCI. So the AFCI, and, and this is kind of circling back to our first episode when we were talking about how wires can work themselves out of their connections. Mm -hmm. So what the AFCI does is if you have a wire that's working itself out of the connection, that AFCI will trip immediately. And the reason why is, is, is that it's detecting that there's a fault in the, in the system. And that fault is created by a loose wire being down there, which is causing something to arc. And so it detects that there's actually a wiggle going on in your, in your electrical system. Mm -hmm. um, so, and so one of the things, and this is one of the ones I don't really agree with about the codes, is that if you have an ungrounded system, meaning you have an old house that when you look at the outlets, there's only two prongs going in, you can't, and you don't have a ground, which is a little mouse down below, two, down below the two prongs. The arc fault is better suited for something like that because there is no ground on those outlets. Those outlets are basically just a flow of electricity that gets, that gets stopped when you plug something into it. So it's like so, constant power, basically, is what so you're it's basically constant power. It's just free flowing power. Once you plug something in, it it provides power for the demand, makes the appliance or turns the a little or the lighting on. or something work. Yep. But putting a ground fault on there is not really going to do you all that much good. However, if that wire comes loose in that system, which is the most dangerous part about an ungrounded system, is that you have electricity flowing back to the panel unregulated. That arc fault is going to catch that. It's going to turn that off. It's going to mm -hmm. prevent that from happening. And okay. so it, it basically protects all the outlets in that run. It protects yeah. all the appliances in that run. It protects the people at the back end of that of that run. Right. Like okay. Shutting the power off. Um, Good tip. In new, in new builds, uh, new houses that are going up these days, and new subdivisions. When you, this is the reason why there should be a separate panel on the house, separate from the one that has a meter. There should be one like in the garage or it'll be upstairs in the laundry room or something like that. You'll see it full of these big breakers with little buttons on them. 
And that's because all the new builds require that you have arc fault protection on, on your lighting, your outlets and all that stuff because it prevents those things from catching on fire. Yeah, because of so many potential house fires that happened before, right? And so they're trying yep. to prevent that from happening. Um, okay, so we're just about to wrap this up, but I just did want to talk about one quick thing, which are dedicated circuits. And we are going to do a full episode where we talk about like the major things that go into a kitchener model for electrical. But I do think dedicated circuits, like we can't say this enough, that like your refrigerator, your dishwasher, your stove should be on dedicated circuits, right? So can you talk about... Um, it's required in California, but can you talk about what a dedicated circuit is and why it's so important, especially yeah, so in a kitchen? So a dedicated circuit is basically one run of wire. It's like a long run of wire from, from the panel. It'll either be the sub panel or it'll be a main panel, depending on how many panels are in the house. And that wire will go from the breaker directly to the appliance that is supporting It'll, or the outlet that the appliance plugs into. Um, so like your dishwasher will be on a dedicated circuit. Your garbage disposal will be on a dedicated circuit. Your microwave, if it's built in above the stove or if it's built into the cabinet will be on a dedicated circuit. Um, bathrooms now are even becoming worse. What's yeah, that? Your refrigerator is the main, is a big main one. The refrigerator is a big one, main one. So a lot of contractors do get around doing the dedicated circuit on the refrigerator by having us by putting in a low demand refrigerator. And what they'll do is they'll share it with just a couple of outlets on like one of a couple of appliance outlets because they won't be exceeding the amperage that it requires. Mm -hmm. However, if you go out and you buy something like a sub zero refrigerator that's built into a cabinet or if you buy one of the big thermidors or a mealy or one of those other ones out there that's like you know. 50 some inches across and it's tall and it's got everything up on top of it. It's got its own separate compressor. You have to have a dedicated circuit for those. You can't put that on, you can't share a circuit with that one. Mm -hmm. And so why, why is it a dedicated circuit? Like what's the point of it? Because it's to alleviate putting too much demand on your, on the circuit supplying that major appliance. Refrigerators run all the time. Whether they're whether the compressor is running or not, the refrigerator is always on. Mm -hmm. So by putting it on a dedicated circuit, if there's a problem with that outlet for the refrigerator, or if there's a problem with the connection for the refrigerator, you can shut it off and go in there and you can troubleshoot it. And you don't have to worry about you don't have a bunch of other things that may be causing problems in that circuit as well. Right. Plus, it's mm -hmm. also not subjective to if one of your appliances that you plug into the wall mm -hmm. that might be on a shared circuit comes right. in and damages your refrigerator, which is a very expensive item to, to replace. Right, if it gets that back push of power and then it damages your refrigerator, right? So you wanna have those, that's like its own little river, <laughs> its own little source of power directly so that it's manageable. And um, and I and I also know you just need constant power on it, right? You can't be interrupted because you plugged in a toaster and then your refrigerator got turned off at you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and you don't get home from work at six, right? Like or you're going it, for the weekend. Yeah, it needs constant power. Same with a with an oven, right? Those things need constant power. So you don't want a short change by just thinking you just plug it into a regular outlet, right? That's just not what you want to do. So all right, ladies. Well, I hope this was helpful and illustrative again. And thanks, babe, for being here. And our next episode, we're going to talk about like, you know, the seven to eight major things that you should be thinking about when you're planning electrical for a full kitchen remodel. And thanks for uh, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me.